Welcome to Field Notes by Ag Choice, a podcast series covering timely, relevant topics for Pennsylvania's agricultural and rural communities. Each episode will include an interview of an Ag Choice expert or one of our industry partners discussing information you need to know. My name is Rachel Sadison, and with me today is Dan Brogdon, former Ag Choice loan officer and now a lender development coach. The most recent COVID relief bill signed by President Trump on December 27, 2020, included significant changes and updates to the Paycheck Protection Program, PPP. While a number of farms did apply and receive PPP funding last year, many might not have for a variety of reasons. Today, Dan will help us learn about the changes to PPP and how certain farms or individuals might now qualify for the program. Dan, thanks for joining me. Well, it's great to be here on this cold winter morning, Rachel. Nice, warm, and cozy in my office this morning. (laughs) That's great. So, uh, Dan, let's begin by you helping us understand what key changes to PPP were introduced that makes the program more open to those who might not have applied last year. Okay, Rachel, the the biggest change, and this this is the big one, is that Schedule F sole proprietor farmers, anybody that's that files a Schedule F as sole proprietor on a on a IRS 1040 is eligible to use their gross Schedule F income. Uh, on the on the first round uh, to use Schedule F, it had to be a net profit from Schedule F. And with the the new um, COVID Relief Act, uh, Congress is allowing farmers to use their gross Schedule F income. So what's this mean? So if you had um, if you had a Schedule F loss and, and you weren't eligible for a PPP loan um, in 2020, you're now you're now eligible for a draw one uh, PPP loan based on your gross farm income. So there's a potential of, of obtaining up to it's twenty thousand eight hundred thirty three dollars maximum because um, the the income the gross income's cut off at a hundred thousand dollars. Um, and the formula would yield a $20,833 loan. But you don't have to have $100,000 of gross income. Anybody that's a sole proprietor that files a Schedule F you know, with any amount of, of gross income could qualify. Uh, so you could be a, a full-time farmer that um, that you know, has you know, lots of gross um, farm income, or you could even be a, more of a lifestyle or a part-time farmer uh, and qualify. But in order to qualify for any of these um, PPP uh, loans that we're going to be talking about today, um, you have to certify, amongst other things, that um, that the current economic uncertainty makes the loan requests necessary to support the ongoing operations of the applicant. And really, it's up to you uh, to make that determination. And if you're uncertain, you can always contact your financial advisors, such as your tax accountant or an attorney or a financial consultant. In in summary, the, the biggest change is the allowance of the the gross farm income. Those that didn't qualify in the past will now qualify. There's a couple other uh, uh, changes and um, anyone that's a, in a partnership that didn't use their their K-1 um, net earnings from self-employment uh, if they didn't use those, they they can now qualify for a PPP loan as well. Okay, thanks, Dan. 
So for individuals that already received a first draw PPP loan, you know, back in 2020, uh, what new options are now available given the new uh, COVID Relief Act? Well, again, the the biggest uh, thing is this being able to use gross farm income to determine your um, PPP loan. Well, well, even if you have a PPP loan, you can apply for a an increase in it. Um, so we call that a draw one increase, and and you're going to be able to use your your gross Schedule F income if you're a sole proprietor. So in the in the case where you have a PPP loan because you have labor, and and you had a, a net Schedule F loss as a sole proprietor, well, now you can use your gross Schedule F income. Um, so you have to reduce that gross Schedule F income by your labor-related expenses, but in many cases it will be easy to you know, yield the, you know, the maximum allowable gross farm income of $100,000, which would result in a $20,833 draw one increase. And also, um, other farmers who had a net Schedule F profit of less than $100,000 uh, will also benefit from this new rule because they'll be able to you know, make that eligible amount you know, um, up to $100,000. So let, let me give you a quick example. If somebody had a $50,000 Schedule F profit, um, they would have gotten a PPP. Um, that would have added about ten thousand four hundred some dollars to their PPP loan. Well, with the the new rule, um, since the gross farm income will will yield a, a higher amount for a sole proprietor, yeah, that they would qualify for that that full twenty thousand eight hundred thirty three dollars um, as a result of their Schedule F income if they're a sole proprietor. So that means they would receive an increase of of, of about. $10,400. So the the big news is these draw one increases. And there's a couple other cases where you can get a, a draw one increase, and that is if you didn't use your K-1 uh, net earnings from uh, self-employment as a partnership, uh, you can get an increase. Or as if you're a seasonal uh, employer, and there's a specific um, test for seasonal employers um, that we could give to you. If you are a seasonal employer, we can uh, provide you with that definition. Um, you can use the highest 12 weeks of payroll between February 15th of 2019 and February 15th of 2020, and you would um, annualize that 12, 12 weeks worth of payroll and, and then um, use that as your uh, to determine your PPP loan. So basically the, the formula is still the same. It's about, it's 20.833% of your, of your annual eligible payroll. So, so those are the three cases where you can obtain a PPP loan increase. And then, then once you've gotten your increase, then you um, can consider um, a draw to PPP loan. Okay, so this is another um, a, a new PPP loan um, that, in, in this case, as long as you can again certify 
that the current economic uncertainty makes the loan request necessary to support the ongoing operations of you, the borrower, um, and you have to show that you had at least a 25% reduction in gross revenue in any quarter of 2020 compared to the similar quarter of 2019 or for the entire year of, of 2020 versus 2019. That's the big gatekeeper is that 25% reduction in gross revenue. The amount of the draw to loan will actually be, um, it could actually be in many cases the exact same amount as you qualified for the, the draw one loan, you know, plus any increases, because you can use 2019 payroll uh, and el eligible payroll to determine your draw to loan amount. Um, that's probably going to be the easiest way uh, because uh, the, the rules let you use the same documentation that you submitted to us, so you don't really have, even have to submit um, any additional payroll documentation if you choose to use 2019's numbers. But you could have the option to use the 2020 um, payroll and, and Schedule F type um, income for sole proprietors. Um, but that will be up to you as, as, as a borrower um, which option you want to want to go with. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, some, some good opportunities there, obviously, for folks that already had a PPP loan. And as you talked about at the beginning there, for uh, for new PPP borrowers as well. With the new changes and the opportunities to, to qualify for some of this additional PPP funding, when do you think a borrower should apply for loan forgiveness, Dan? The big thing is to, to wait to apply for forgiveness until you've received your any draw one um, increases that you're eligible for. Um, the reason is because once you've received forgiveness, you're not going to be eligible for um, for any um, any increases. So, and and we're not we're not sure that there, if there might be any additional rule changes that would qualify. You know, um, you know more you know more increases. Um, really don't think that's going to happen, but um, yeah, the application window for um, increases is open until March 31st, and and who knows, right? Right when you think that you know, nothing um, more is going to change in the PPP program, it, it probably will. But um, so if it changes for the better, we're we're all for that. So the the big thing is just wait. Um, you know, wait until you're um, you've gotten your your increase, and if you you're afraid you might miss out on any rule changes that might entitle you for more increases, you might want to wait until you know the end of March to apply for your your PPP forgiveness. Okay, so before we conclude here, Dan, feel free anything else uh, to share with our listeners that's really important for them to know. Uh, I think the big thing is you know first you know. Tackle tackle draw one if you if you didn't get a draw one loan you know, consider um, applying for your first draw one loan if you have a PPP loan and you you meet the criteria for an increase that was you know you had gross schedule um, F income 
the partnership K1 example and the seasonal employer uh, example, by all means, apply for your increase. Um, you know, once you've you know, obtained those increases and you're you're done with your your draw one funding, then you know, take a look at draw two because you need to certify that you've obtained your 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 draw draw one and use your draw one uh, funding and increases by the time you obtain your draw two loan. So then you, once you've um, considered draw two and determined whether or not you know, you're you're eligible, you know, think about um, you know, when you want to apply for for forgiveness and just have a strategy in in mind. And, and we're going to be um, keeping you up to date on any program changes and um, any thoughts on forgiveness. And with the new, um, there's a new simplified loan forgiveness process rolling out uh, for uh, those loans of $150,000 per less. I talked about that a, a little bit in our, our most recent podcast, Rachel and I did back on January 12th. So if you want a refresher on some of these other um, you know, forgiveness and other program rules and changes, you can go back and listen to that podcast. But if you're interested in um, any of these uh, items I talked about today, the increase, a new draw one loan or, or a new draw draw two PPP loan, uh, contact your loan officer and they'll help guide you through that process. Okay. Well, Dan, as always, thanks so much for sharing your knowledge about the PPP program. It's certainly been an evolving program. Uh, since it was introduced earlier last year, and uh, but really the recent most recent changes offer lots of opportunity for farms and individuals who might not have participated last year. Thanks for having me, Rachel. It's been um, a challenge, but also um, exciting opportunities for a lot of our borrowers um, in keeping pace with the, this ever-changing program. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Listen to other episodes of Field Notes by AgChoice posted at agchoice.com slash podcast.